Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit brumradio.com. Hello, Dreamfesters. Welcome to episode 12 of the Dreamfest podcast. This is the show where I invite a special guest to curate their Dream Festival lineup. For your listening pleasure today, I have a treat in the man who is a guitarist, a singer, a songwriter, a producer, a beatboxer, big clue, a label owner, and now a vlogger. Yes, I'm talking, of course, about Mr. Ed Geeter. Don't forget, you can become a Patreon member and get some extra chats and bonus questions with Ed, and you'll get a shout-out on the show, and you'll find out who's on the next show before anyone else, and you'll be helping to support something that you like, and you'll have my eternal gratitude. So go to patreon.com slash dreamfestpod and become an official Dreamfester today. Now, I first met Ed probably about five years ago when he came and did a session for Brum Radio, and he was kind enough to play the Brum Radio first birthday party at the Jam House in 2017. We've spoken on numerous occasions since, and we had a lovely chat on a cold winter's night in January. It's quite a long one, uh, which we got quite silly with later on, as you'll probably hear. Uh, but as ever, I'll be back at the end of the show with some handy links for you to check out. But for now, let's sit back, relax, and let's curate the Dream Festival lineup of Mr. Ed Geeter. Enjoy. <laughs> This kind of video that was like an artistic representation of their vision of the future of real estate and she was just like do you want to do she just wanted me to do the music for it and I was like wow okay great yeah, I've always wanted to do something like that you know like completely outside of my comfort zone and I wouldn't have got that opportunity if I hadn't have been in that in that okay. role and it was great and it, it went really well and it paid me really well which was lovely because um, I really fucking needed it at the time <laughs> <laughs> I spent way too much money on gear on credit cards <laughs> I got myself into a bit of a problem. So that yeah. was good. But unfortunately, because of the pandemic, that video is never going to see the light of day. So that's a shame. But I still got paid. I can't really complain. And I've still got it. I can still use it to try and get more of that kind of work. So, I mean, uh, to be honest, I never I never really associated your music with real estate anyway. So, <laughs> lesson in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> you know, beatboxing, real estate. Hand yeah. Hand. yeah. <laughs> well, makes how, how, did, how did you break your hand? Um, I was very drunk. On New Year's Eve, ah. it was an, it's an embarrassing story, really. But uh, it's pretty bad. It's uh, it's it was my little finger knuckle. Basically, he sort of left it. He, he said it's quite there were a couple of fractures, so it wasn't it wasn't one that could be operated on straight away. It was in a cast for a while, obviously, and then he was just like, just I think the conservative approach. This is the doctor, sorry. Conservative approach is the best way to do it. Let's just leave it and see how it heals. And it's healed all right. It's healed with a bit of a, a slight angle, and um, I've got a bit of a, a lovely little bump there now. But luckily, full movement back can do everything I could do before, play guitar, play piano, whatever. I'm a very lucky boy, really. Um, Thank goodness for that. They did give me the option to have it operated on to move the bone and align it a bit more again, but I just I just thought, you know what, that just means more scar tissue, more recovery time, and really, it's just it's nothing too bad. 
it's mm. it's kind of it's kind of gives my hand a new character so whatever I'll <laughs> <laughs> um just before uh just before i called you i uh i was checking out geats beats oh nice one cheers um I'd, li- I'd listen to a couple anyway but i thought i've not listened to the the latest edition so i thought i'd give it a go <laughs> Give it a go. It's very funny. <laughs> was it a hundred takes or something you took? <laughs> that one was stupid, to be honest, mate. Like I don't know what the hell I was thinking. There's so many stupidly difficult bits in there. Like I'm, I'm never going to do one that hard again. It's I, that, that's actually an amount. Like what a lot of Geats beats is, and the reason I thought it was the right time to start doing that is there's all these ideas that I've got from years ago, even that I've never made songs out of, and I've always thought, ah. Oh, um, you know, but how am I going to put this into a song? Like, where am I going to use that? So it kind of gives me an opportunity to just throw them out as little showcases, little sketches and videos, but they don't have to be fully fleshed songs. And it's actually quite, it's nice. Yeah. And yeah. that one is, it, they're really old ideas. A, a few of those ideas are probably the best part of a decade old. In that oh, really? Beat. Yeah. Yeah. They ah. just never used them. So um, I was going to say, I mean, like it seems, it seems like a perfect sort of lockdown endeavor. So well, I'll just I'll just tell people what I'm doing and how I do it. But these yeah. these are year, these are years old. I mean, was the idea for actual Geeks Beats something you came up with this year, or that you always thought about doing? I, I, I came up with the idea last year. It was originally going to be called Beats Riffs and Vox, like a hashtag Beats Riffs and Vox. And then I just thought, why don't I just call it Geeks Beats? Actually, because it's much snappier and it kind of you know it's got my name in it and it's it's kind of funny. And that's yeah, what, and you work in SEO now as well, so. Well, there you go. (laughs) Obviously, I've been trained, you know, very well. uh, (laughs) But I'm really enjoying it. It is a lot of work, actually. I think I've I've given myself a lot of work doing like, you know, one one beat every two weeks. And then obviously on the off week talking about it, it's like it is a lot. And I'm I'm trying really, really hard to make sure they they sound as good as they can mix wise as well. So I'm spending a lot of time in logic trying to, you know, learn how to enhance the audio the best. But that's cool because I'm learning loads from it, and especially from a video ed- editing and, and almost like a presenting thing. I'm kind of presenting me. It's like the me show, isn't it? Like, hi, guys, this is me, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I'm fucking crazy. But it's, but it's actually it's nice. It's like it's, um, I'm, I'm learning lots from it, and I'm, I'm really glad I started it, to be honest. Do you worry that maybe you're giving too many secrets away? No, because that almost implies that I feel like someone – could steal them and and be me or like copy what i'm doing there's there's, there's only one edgita that's what you're saying <laughs> i didn't mean it to sound like that <laughs> but i mean if, if someone did want to get into the sort of the loop game you know they can uh... that's kind of cool actually like if someone watched it and thought wow that's really that's really cool i would love to give that a go and my videos help them understand the process and educate them in what you can do then, that, then that's amazing because I, I like inspiring people and I think it's it's actually nice for me to share the process and I think it also helps as well because sometimes what I do I think to 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 a, a listener or a, someone at a gig they might not fully appreciate or understand if they're not a muso exactly what I'm doing mm. so it does give me an opportunity to just sort of try and explain it in layman's terms and and maybe some of my fans will have a newfound appreciation for what I do or it kind of involves them in the procedure a bit more and therefore they connect with the art better. That's, mm. my, my, that's what I'm hoping to yeah, do. That's cool, man. It's cool. I, no, I really, I'm really enjoying the series. It's, it's good. I, I, like, I like watching you. <laughs> in a very non-creepy way, obviously. <laughs> 
I want to be watched, also in a non-creepy way. <laughs> That's why I put myself out there, you know. <laughs> um, so you've also launched your uh, record label as well in the last sort of year or so, right? Yeah, so so that's me and Tom. You know Tom, obviously, my manager, Tom Bradshaw-Smith. Brock's Records, which the name began as a t- because back in the day, he was texting me and meant to put bro, kiss, at the end of the message. And he sandwiched them together by accident. And then we just started calling each other Brock's because we're geeks like that. It's hilarious. <laughs> hey, Brock's. Um, and then, yeah, we, we thought the idea of, of setting up a label to release stuff independently. So we, it's our label, and then we distribute through AWOL. And we did actually, the, the actual Brock's Records name, was in, the inception was back in 2017, and the first track we released through that was the track with Lady Sanity. Um, ah. that, yeah, but that was before we'd really got it up and running and before we, we had branding and stuff and before we'd really set up the, the social accounts and everything. But now it's kind of picking up pace and it's, it's really exciting. It's, it's, a, it's a dream, to be honest. We're still finding our feet with it and it's a learning process for us. But it's lovely for us to have the control and reap sort of full benefits of that, um, not having anyone compromising artistic choices or, or anything like that. And we, we keep 100% of what we make. And it's really, really nice to have done stuff with, you know, me, myself, obviously collaborated with Lady Sanity Vital as well, more recently. Enigma Dubs, who I've worked with a lot. And then most recently releasing um, a producer called Visco City. He's actually a guy who I met uh, last year. He lived in Croydon. He produces very creative, uh, electronic, glitchy sort of sample-based stuff. Lovely, super creative. And we had the opportunity to kind of help him with his first release and like, you know, use everything we'd learned, me and Tom, from our journey together releasing my stuff. And it's just such a lovely feeling. It's just so great. And I just want to do that. I just want to do that forever. I want that to grow and I want to I want to help more artists and I want to I want to build a we just want to build a legacy like yeah see how far we can take it and it's 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 really exciting yeah so what's um so obviously 2020 was a bit of a shit show um any sort of tentative plans for 2021 obviously we've not started off in the best terms but um, were there any were there any sort of solid plans in place for this year? Uh, so we always plan to start the year off with my most recent single which I released last Friday Yep. Smile Vibrations, which is the song I've been sitting on for a long time. Anyone who's seen me play live over the last maybe even a couple of years would probably have seen me perform it. Early inceptions of it as well probably might not have been exactly the same as it is now because that's what I like to do. <laughs> write songs and then two years later they've changed loads. But um, yeah, that was always the plan and that's that's gone down really nicely. It's lovely to get that out there. Actually dropping a lyric video for that tomorrow, which whoever's listening to this now would have would have already dropped um yeah that's friday the 15th which worked with a really really cool animator called Arsacre, Arsacre, and he has done a wonderful 2d animation lyric video for it which is great never done one of those before so it's nice to it'd be nice to put that out there and yeah that's going to be for smile vibrations will be a part of my next ep um which will come later in the year that ep is number two in a three it's like a trilogy of eps so I don't know if you remember In, which I dropped at the end of 2019. Yeah. The first one. The next EP, uh, I won't tell you the name, but it's it's part of, yeah, it'll be number two in, the, in a trilogy of EPs that have kind of, I've been planning for a while, really. Other than that, obviously, continuing Geats Beats throughout. We don't know when the live music's going to be coming back. I don't know when I'll be do, doing my next gig out in the real world. So continue doing Geats Beats and trying to grow that and just really keep it as varied and as interesting as possible. And uh, oh yeah, and also potentially work with Enigma Dubs again, which is quite exciting. 
Yeah. We always love working together. What I wanted to ask you about was Little Eddie growing up mm-hmm. and what sort of music was going on in the uh, in the Gita household. How, how far back do you want to go? <laughs> let's let's go back as as early as you want really. What was the sort of what was the sort of first what was the music sort of playing as you were growing up? Littlest Edward. Yeah. Well, my mum always tells me a story which is that she always knew I was going to be into music and that I'd be that I had been blessed with musical talent because I used to be obsessed with Thomas the Tank Engine and I'd sit there and watch it. This was about two. I'd sit there and watch it. And she said she, she noticed, my mum's a musician as well, so you know, she mm. plays piano and sings opera. And she, she yeah. would watch me singing back all the melodies. But the, 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 what it, obviously there's the Thomas the Tank Engine theme tune. But then yeah. throughout the show, there are little motifs and variations on the theme, you know, uh, sort of <laughs> dropped in there. And each train has his own... Or its own uh, melody and whatever. Yeah, yeah, appear in the wolf sort of style. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And apparently, I um, could sing them all back. I memorised them all and learned them all, and had a, a really good ear from the age of two. So, littlest Edward, as far back as I know, was a train freak. Uh, <laughs> it's interesting, actually, because Thomas the Tank Engine. Thinking about that theme music is perfect beatbox music, wouldn't you say? <laughs> Yes, isn't it? It's got like a boom bap sort of. It definitely uh, has. <laughs> maybe I need to do that, like a little Easter egg in a in a show for the people who listen to this podcast and just we've drop. We've done it. We've, we've, we've pinpointed the moment where it happened. <laughs> it's funny you should say that though, as well. I don't know if you've ever seen the uh, Thomas the Tank Engine Fifty Cent crossover on YouTube, no. and it's someone drops the uh, the lyrics from uh, Go Short It. It's your birthday, like <laughs> yeah, and drop that over the toss engine beat, and it's just so absurd that it just like you know it just sounds so stupid, it sounds ridiculous. Very but, nice. You know, yeah, okay, well, um, children, children, children's programs aside, what was the sort of actual you know what was the music that was being played? I mean, you mentioned your mum's a sort of piano player and an opera singer. Was that was classical music a, a big thing in your household? Was that listened to? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So serious serious answer now is that yeah, I grew up um seeing my mum play piano and obviously had a desire to kind of have a go and learned from my mum a little bit and had lessons and I actually learned violin as well throughout my youth. So that was from about the age of I think it was nine when I picked up the violin. So really my roots in music are classical. And I began the first sort of few years of my musical journey, um, learning that kind of regimented st- style of, you know, reading music, uh, perfecting your technique, playing it with expression and all of that. And yeah, my mum would listen to classical music a lot, so I listened to that. And really, when I hit teens at school, I kind of fell into the skater kind of group and we'd listen to punk rock and alt rock and a bit of hip hop as well. But that was when I started getting into guitar picked up electric guitar to start a band with some friends, which was, uh, you know, like funk rock. And that was when pretty much all of my listening became became guitar-based, rock-based stuff for a very long time uh, growing up. And I think when I, when I hit halfway through my teen years, I started to expand and explore more sort of post-rock and then, and then just other genres and electronic stuff as the whole electronic music world evolved and started to become a lot more varied and and expansive and yeah that's 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 the that's the story really summarized i think ah, interesting so I, I think i've i've probably talked to you about this before but where did the beatboxing come into it yeah the beatboxing was i um was really good friends with a, a dude called jake and still am 
great friends with him. It was like my, <clears throat> we used to go around each other's houses and just chill out, listen to music, play games, whatever, when we were 12. And he just showed me this beatboxer called Razel that he had a CD, his brother had a CD of. And it was one of those things where I just couldn't quite believe that someone was able to do that with their voice. And it just blew my mind. And being the obsessive character I am, who would always want to try and learn something musical or do something. I just, yeah, I just tried to do it nonstop to the point where it was probably, infu- well, no probably about it. It was definitely infuriating for pretty much everyone to, to be around me. Um, <laughs> like, shut, just shut up, seriously. Like, you don't even sound good. But that was the thing, I didn't sound good. But I could get the rhythm of it about right and sort of, I guess trying to do it with the understanding of music and rhythm that I'd already got from my classical years meant that I had the ability to somewhat fake it till I could actually do it, if that makes sense. You know, so when I was really young, my friends would be like, oh, no, I had can beatbox because I could imitate Razel a bit. Yeah. Even though I didn't sound that great at that, at that age, it was, it was fun and it became like a bit of a playground trick or and then eventually like a party trick and it just it just got better like you know i just got better at it because i just wouldn't stop doing it i think that's probably the key to everything isn't it? you just gotta not stop <laughs> you just gotta keep keep going and improve the skill do you still yeah, practice yeah actually not as much as i should now i've reached a point where i'm so busy creating and obviously i produce stuff and songwriting and everything that i actually feel like i've neglected practicing guitar and practicing beatboxing in the way that i used to i've obviously hit a standard where i'm like happy with what i can do but you know they are skills that you need to kind of maintain and cultivate and yeah i feel like i don't do it enough but i do i do like every now and then you know if i'll just be doing something menial like just washing up or whatever i'll just create my own like beat or just like work on it i'll just do whatever comes into my head and then it's like a new idea and i'm like oh that's quite a cool rhythm what can i do with that and i'm trying to play with it so i, I guess subconsciously i'm there's always music going on for me. Yeah, nice little soundtrack to the washing up makes it sure to go a bit quicker. I like that. Um, you, yeah, you mentioned Razel there, um, and there was that quite famous uh, clip of him doing "If Your Mother," right? Mm-hmm. Where he beatboxes and sings at the same time. Is that something you ever? Yeah, I tried did to, to a, did to a good standard. I wouldn't say that I can do it as well as he did it. There's mm. something about the snare drum sound that he does. On, in that particular technique that sounds so good but it's essentially just saying instead of saying singing if your mother only knew you're kind of going like biff your mother bone bleep knew and just putting the plosives at the start of the words yeah and if they start with a vowel it's okay as long as you make that sound different enough to a spoken word or a sung word and if they start with a consonant you kind of have to just fit it in somehow just after the sound mm. if that makes sense so it's yeah. like if your mother only knew if your mother only knew if your mother only knew I think the first time round I did that yeah. was yeah better on the second one <laughs> that was great but yeah it's um it's a cool technique isn't it and it's really impressive when people see it because it just it just seems like something that shouldn't be able to be done. But as always, this there are very you know logical techniques and ideas behind what appears to be fantastical. It's almost like magic, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> have you got any tips for anyone that wanted to start beatboxing but 
then I, you know, I figure we're going to get into the realm of giving away tricks and tips, but also me having a go on this show, and then that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I've been spat on more times than I can <laughs> after sex. But nothing like... about your personal life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just people, when, when people try to do it for the first time, it is really funny. It yeah. just looks so funny. It's like someone literally just trying to spray as much spit as they can everywhere and but that is ultimately what it is. Like, you know, anyone who beatboxes knows you can't control that sometimes you're just going to spit everywhere. <laughs> so you've got you to be careful. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the, the only sort of tip or trick I picked up was the boots and cats. Boots and cats. Boots and cats. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to do it, but uh, yeah. <laughs> anyone at home, just, you just give it did, a go. You just did it. Boots and cats. That's it. Boots and cats and boots and cats. There you go. Nice. There you, you go. There you go. Amazing. Thank you very much. Thank Sweet. you. Well done, Pete. That was, that was very good. That was a commendable effort. I didn't see any spit, but this is on Skype, so maybe it, it was no, too was, late. Let me, just, let me just wipe that bit off there. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to talk about uh, your festival very soon, but first, talk about live music a little bit and about your experiences as a punter going to gigs. So I wanted to ask you, what is the first gig you went to? Do you remember? Do you know what? <laughs> I didn't go. I was a bit of an introvert as a kid, and I didn't really go to gigs for a long time, even though I was a massive music fan. Hmm. I think the first gig I ever went to, and it's not what you'd expect, really. It was Jurassic Five. Do you know Ooh, Jurassic Five? Oh yeah. It was Jurassic Five at the old Carling Academy in Birmingham. Awesome. That's a great first gig. <laughs> oh my god, it was so good. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> Because it's the J U R A in the flesh. So good, it's so good. Yeah, it was. That's great memories, and that was with all my school friends. You know, we were all we'd all been obsessed with them for the last year, and we all went together. I must have been about fifteen. Wow. But yeah, I'd obviously seen live music and stuff before. That's that's what I would call the first gig. I mean, I was involved in performances in Symphony Hall when I was with I was with a youth choir, CBSYC. Hmm. I'm simply a youth chorus and we used to we used to perform we did a, a couple of Christmas concerts in Symphony Hall so I guess those are technically like the first real kind of live performances I went to or was a part of yeah um, but yeah into, I, I, a gig feels more like a you know the word gig is more like a it's a it's a band it's a pop out act or it's like a stand yeah just gonna of. go and just gonna see a gig with some choral singing <laughs> Yeah, and to come into the gig, <laughs> yeah, it comes to the Holborn gig, yeah, yeah not... chorales back in the day. <laughs> I'm not going to knock choral singing; I've done it myself, so it's uh, it's, Mate, it's very, amazing. It's very, very cool. It's brilliant. It's yeah. Like some of the old, like you know, non secular chorales and stuff is like the harmony, and it's just mm. so beautiful. And there's nothing like you know, like a like a Bach chorale or something sung beautifully by an amazing choir in uh, a cathedral or something like that with this massive natural reverb like is stunning like i don't care i don't care what anyone says it's amazing one of my favorite just favorite ever experiences was being in the chorus for carmina barana oh wow at the walsall town hall nice uh when i was at university which was just incredible i mean it's it's a hard one to sing it really took a lot a hell of a lot of practice but once you're in it it's like this is incredible it's a cool thing to be a part of, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. Um, okay, well, Jurassic Five is an amazing answer. Well done. 
you've passed, <laughs> you've, you've passed the call test. <laughs> it wasn't Thomas the Tank live, uh, live at all, unfortunately. CBeebies live, yeah, it's good to see yeah. CBeebies live. <laughs> um, it's been a while since we've been able to go to gigs. So, do you remember the last gig you went to as a punter? What the hell was the like? Oh, how is that a harder question to answer than that? <laughs> oh. Somewhere in London, Jordan Rock, Jordan Rake. Jordan, I think it's, I think it's how you pronounce his name. Jordan Rake, Rake, right. at the Roundhouse in London. Do you know Jordan? Do you, do you know of Jordan? No, I'm not familiar. No, he's he's an amazing soul singer. I guess it's like modern jazz, R and B soul. But it's just, he's he's great. He's he's incredible actually. He's he's I was really impressed. American or British? No, he's uh he's he's, he's Australian. Ah. Oh, actually, oh, that does ring a bell. Actually, is he Australian? I hope I'm right there. I do, I do hope I'm right. Otherwise, I sound like a bit of a tit. No, he's from New Zealand. He's New Zealand Australian. Okay, I was close. He's New Zealand like, Australian. Very but, close. We're not going to. That's gonna... a fair mistake to make. It's a fair. <laughs> <laughs> Australians <laughs> and New Zealanders wouldn't agree with that, but yeah. Well... <laughs> I wonder if. Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> my girlfriend's Australian. I should ask her. Um, where, when was that? Was that just before lockdown? Or was that um, a little bit before? Do you remember? It was towards the end of uh, 2019. My final question uh, in this section is, what is the best gig you've ever been to as a punter? I don't know. I really struggle with the whole, like, the best thing of something. I'm sorry, yep. Pete. That's, no, that's fine. No, I'm, I absolutely... Uh, it's, it's almost the right answer in a way, but uh, I, I have to push you on it. <laughs> <laughs> a really good one was Muse. At, um, okay. It was at Glastonbury 2010. I was there. Unbelievable. Were you actually? No way. No, well, I wasn't at Muse. My wife went to see Muse. I was at, uh, where was I? I was seeing something else and I can't remember what it was. I can't remember where I was actually. I, I can't remember the schedule from 2010, unfortunately, Peter. No. <laughs> no, they were headlining though, right? Yeah, they were, yeah. So they were headlining on the main stage. Yeah. And I was off elsewhere watching, I think. You were off in another dimension, weren't you? Oh, do you know uh, do you know what it was? I went to I think that was a Saturday night and I was having a funk night and I went to oh. see George Clinton and Parliament. Oh uh, yeah, they were there, yeah, I remember. I remember. Yeah. yeah. Uh and then I think I wandered off to I think dance tent maybe where the craig charles fantasy funk band were playing <laughs> no. like james taylor on keys and stuff it's like oh my god wow and then yeah hooked up with the wife later say oh so how was muse and uh i think didn't the edge come out and play with them or something did he i mean if yeah. he did maybe i was just too were you were you out of it oh uh, i don't know i can't remember because <laughs> they were supposed to headline weren't they and they pulled out because bono hurt himself oh uh, and i think they got the edge to come out wow I can't believe you missed I, that. I can't remember. <laughs> All right. I mean, it's quite a while ago. Yeah, that's bad. Anyway, so, yeah, I just, I just remember, I just remember Matt Bellamy blowing me away. Mm. I'm not even the biggest Muse fan, I'll be honest. Especially since the older alt rock Muse, you know. I preferred their first album to anything else I've ever done. Yeah. Yeah, Showbiz was great, and like, mm. but every, I think the 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 first, I think it's five albums. Origin of Symmetry is amazing. I think um, Black Holes and Revelations. I even really, I really like that. And a lot, a lot of Muse fans, I think, cite that as their least favorite. But then I think they just kind of started going downhill after that. Not necessarily downhill. I guess it's still like good, 
but it just doesn't appeal to me as much. Mm. The, the production style that they've gone for and the, hot, the, the, the ultra layering of Matt Bellamy's sort of like sultry voice that he does. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, it's about, it just kind of... It's a bit less pure now, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It's... um. But this this is the thing. I don't I don't want to I don't want to bash someone who's actually like a musical genius because he is. Matt Bellamy's amazing. You know, a friend of mine went to see him and just said that he just doesn't miss a note, like guitar wise and yeah. vocally, Since doesn't so, miss anything. For a three piece band, they just sounded absolutely massive. I just couldn't I couldn't fathom it. Well, lovely stuff. Fortunately, Ed, yeah. um, I've, I've got a bit of a task for you, actually. I'm, I'm putting on this festival, and uh, I've got all the stages and, and the lighting and the wristbands and the invitations have all gone out. The food trucks are ready. <laughs> Silly me. I went and forgot to book the bands. So uh-huh. I need some help. I thought you might be a good guy to, to help me fill those slots. I can try the best. Uh, I hope so. Now, fortunately, I've got the use of a handy-dandy time machine. Uh, so you can literally go to any place in musical history and handpick the artists that you like from any era that you like. Is it like the one out of Dark? Have you watched Dark on Netflix? Oh, no. What's that? Oh, God, you've got to watch that if you're into time travel. The time oh, is yeah. really cool steampunk. Anyway, I'm, I'm throwing you off here. You just carry on. <laughs> Ignore me. <laughs> tell, me, tell, me tell me after. That's all. <laughs> Where was I? Oh, yeah. You get to choose the form of your time machine. So you can choose what mode of transportation you get to travel in. So how would you like to travel through time? The the immediate thing that pops into my head was like the kind of spaceship of Rick and Morty. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah it's a little shuttle. Enough, enough space for me and a friend. Yeah. Uh, you've, got, you've got to be able to fit the artist in as well that you're going to go and grab. Oh, oh right. Okay, well, that's... So that you, you, can, you can have a slightly bigger version of, of the Rick and Morty yeah. spaceship. Yeah, we'll just extend it slightly. Maybe. I mean, you know, Bill and Ted had the phone box and they squeezed loads of people in there, didn't they? Yep. So we've got Rick and Morty spaceship. And the day before the festival opens, there's a few bars open so you can have a bit of an early party, if you like, with your revel with your guests, etc. It's going to be a bit of a late one. So the next morning, the festival's going to start. Uh, there's some music to wake up to. In fact, they're right outside of your tent. So who is your wake-up call? Who's going to wake me up? Yeah, it could be a rude awakening. I don't know, bucket yeah. of water to the face, perhaps, or would you prefer a gentle awakening? <laughs> if it's a bit, it's a, if it's a big night, you know, that we had the night before, I probably need someone to to kind of shake me awake. Um, with some loud noise, probably rage against the machine. I reckon that'd be a good option. Oh, nice. I yeah, I mean, that, today. Yeah, <laughs> as soon as I hear like Tom Morello with some fucking crazy pentatonic madness. <laughs> over a hard hard hitting beat and I'd just I'd be up. That's it. You wouldn't even you wouldn't even need to ask me. <laughs> yeah. I had a feeling Rage Against the Machine would appear today. I don't know why. Did you? Just a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I had a feeling. I always feel like if people um hear this and they've listened to my music, they might be surprised at some of the things I list because I don't think there's like an obvious rock influence to what I play a lot no, of the time. No, no probably um, not. They're really like, you know, alternative rock is, is my roots really in terms of my music listening. Any particular song you'd like to wake up to, do you think, by Rage? Township Rebellion. I just love that song. Yeah. Why stand on the silent platform? Fight the war, fuck the norm. That's just, they're just the best lyrics in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I think I played that to my son. Uh, it was a, <laughs> it, he's three. He was three. It was a, an edited version, so you know, don't worry. Don't call no. social services or anything. But I had him, had him bopping on to it. Very proud. Great. Very proud. That's, that's good. Yeah, is he still is he still listening to them? How, how old is your son? He's four now. 
but yeah, he does like a little bit of uh, a little bit of heavy. In fact, I played your manager's band Creature. And, oh yeah, and he was liking that as well. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he really likes the hardcore shit. <laughs> he was he was like proper like nodding along to it. I was like, well, okay, <laughs> we know where you're going. Creature, an amazing band, but I find them very hard to nod along to because they're obviously. They they are all over the place in terms of like time signatures and chopping and changing between tempos and yeah. really incredible music. But yeah, you, if you if you're head nodding, you're you're changing you're changing your, your your the beat to which you're nodding to. Yeah, very frequently. So you, you kind of look a bit crazy. <laughs> I actually like, I was trying to do it at a gig one time when I went. To, I've seen them at, live a few times now, obviously, because I know Tom obviously really well and also James. Well, I know them all really well now, but James, the guitarist, I used to work back with him in Guitar Guitar in Birmingham back uh, in the day. I actually met James before I knew Tom, which is quite interesting, and introduced mm. Tom and James to each other. But yeah, went to kick <laughs> because obviously I knew the tracks, was trying really hard to sort of nod in time to everything. And yeah, I kind of gave up about halfway through. I was like, I probably look a bit nuts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my son did say to me, I mean, Dad, what's all these time changes? I can't, I can't get into this. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> That's pretty good. He's recognizing different time yeah. changes at the age of four. I'm, I think I'm, big, I'm, I'm bigging him up, really. He's, uh, <laughs> no, he's, he's just like, no, oh, this is all right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Rage have uh, have have taken their gear off. You're awake now, fully awake. You managed mm-hmm. to wipe the sleep from your eyes. You've dropped a couple of painkillers because um, you've probably broken your hand again. Let's face it. And you've had yourself a hearty breakfast. Festival is about to start, but who is setting the tone and putting out the festival vibes? Who is opening your show? Festival vibes. So you want something like kind of uplifting, upbeat, getting you in a party kind of mood. General <laughs> consensus is, uh, is is keep it upbeat to start with, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I'll go for uh, Little Dragon. Ah, okay. Swedish synth pop. Yeah, they're great. I love them so. I've actually I've seen them live a couple of times. I find them just, just, I just think they're really cool, like, alternative pop you know they're so unique in their sound i love yukimi as a vocalist i think she's amazing and the whole band i just think they're really creative and a good live band and yeah they're they're for a daytime festival vibe slot i think they'd be they'd be spot on i think that's an excellent shout thanks mate yeah synth synth pop i think is is a perfect perfect show opener sweet i'm glad we're aligned nice one (laughs) (laughs) okay so little dragon there we go they're opening the show it's time now for your secret guest needed my time machine for either of those. So I don't think really, but that's, that's okay. I might use the time machine. Well, soon. you could, you could have used the time machine to pluck rage from, you know, their peak in the late nineties, maybe. Yeah, true. True. Yeah. yeah. Got a bit more energy wouldn't they probably. Yeah, probably. Um, obviously you'd probably have to do that the night before though. Cause obviously you've got to wake up some anyway. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> the, that's the logistics. We don't need to think we'll, about. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's time now for your secret guests. So there's some flyers circulating around the crowd, and you're going to surprise your guests with a previously unannounced slot. Who oh. are you going to wow your crowd with? Crikey me. Ooh, I think I might use my time machine for this one. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll jump in. Uh, I don't know how long it takes. Presumably no time. It's a time machine. Time. What is? What even is time? It's just a concept in our heads. I'd go, I'm going to go for Jeff Buckley. Very I would, nice. I would lose my shit if someone told me that Jeff Ruck is a, sec- a secret guest. <laughs> Especially now, but yeah. I'd probably make a noise that sounds like Jeff Buckley at his fucking highest pitch. You know, falsetto. <laughs> 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 Look, genuinely. 
Oh, what a, what a shout. Um, obviously, Grace was his, his big album. Any particular favourite tracks off there that you might want to hear? I, I genuinely think Grace is. I think Grace is such a beautiful track. I think it's so good. Um, the, I mean, that, that entire album is, is is beautiful. But another track that I think is another like good outside shout was that one. Every, everybody here wants you. Yeah, I was uh, I was always a sucker for Alaska Goodbye. That was my nice. uh, yeah. I did that in my my university dissertation. Yeah, I went Buckley. <laughs> no way. Yeah. No way. <laughs> I mean, I passed just. <laughs> Great. Yeah, but I went. I, I don't know what I was thinking really, going Buckley, but I, I, I went there. <laughs> it's uni. You can make it scholarly, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah, sweet. We'll send it over. I'd love a read. <laughs> no, I performed it. Oh, you performed? Sorry. I yeah. yeah. No, no. Well, that. I said dissertation, but yeah, mine was a performance dissertation, so I performed sweet. Buckley. Nice. I know. I know. It's silly, isn't it? <laughs> it's great, mate. I love it. Oh, but yeah, Jeff Buckley. I think you'd probably. Um, I think you'd you'd have to wake a few people up after that. I think that you'll have some fainting going on if Buckley just appeared and started yeah. uh, knocking out some grace hits. They'd, they'd definitely come back next year for your festival. I'm sure, oh, I'm sure. absolutely. Oh, definitely. It's like, have you heard what this yeah. guy's gone? He's he's only gone back in time and got Jeff Buckley. What's he going to do next? <laughs> Pretty cool. That would be headlines everywhere. You know, <laughs> you get some good coverage you know from all the music websites let's put it well, that way. you'd hope so wouldn't you yeah it's me if you can't even get out to cover jeff buckley coming back from the dead uh, <laughs> probably not worth wiping your backside on anyway you wouldn't even need a pr budget with that you know no probably just not just, just two words jeff <laughs> buckley <laughs> <laughs> well um, jeff jeff has uh, has worked you up a bit of an appetite so it's time to get something to eat uh, what is your favourite festival grub that's going to keep you going, keep you sustained for the rest of the day? I probably just get. I love. I've, I found like festival. I'm I'm vegan by the way, and I found like festivals the last few years, especially, just have so many amazing vegan options. Really, really good stuff. Um, and vegan burgers now. Vegan burgers obviously were really not very good. Anything veggie burger, I generally thought was pretty shit for years until more recently and now you've got things like i don't know if you've ever tried any of like beyond meat burgers i've literally just had my tea and it was a, a vegan burger oh for real yeah, yeah yeah yeah. i'm sort of i'm half vegan i'm, I'm vegetarian but yeah i'm i'm You're slipping like, into the vegan ways yeah nice towing the line yeah so i went with the uh, plant pioneer tried those oh, yeah they're good they're good the ones from saint amazing yeah they're really nice they do nice sausages as well made some vegan sausage rolls recently with those Plant Pioneer Cumberland sausages. Um, mm. So just get one of those just roll. This is turned into a bloody cookery podcast. Get one That's of those. All right. Go for it. <laughs> just roll um, puff pastry sheets and buy one of those Cumberland sausages. Uh, those Plant Pioneers ones. There's like six sausages, which is perfect. Just put like, all six out, cut it into three, wrap them up, shove them in the oven for like 25 minutes, and you've got. They're better than Greg's. They're way better than Greg's. Really? Yeah. Mm. So keep that in mind. Good shout, good snack. So, uh, are we going for a vegan burger and some sausage rolls, maybe? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Hearty. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely, I'll definitely keep you going. So, yeah. well, while you're eating, a stage has been set up, and somebody's about to come on and do an acoustic set. So, it can be an acoustic artist or a non acoustic artist, but they're going to do an acoustic set and serenade you while you eat. Mm. Okay. Who is going to be uh, who's going to be rocking up for you? Well, as you know, I play acoustic guitar. It's my mm-hmm. I'm very inspired by a specific style, a finger, modern finger style of guitarist I, I really love. So I would go for uh, a guitarist called Antoine Dufour. Tell me about him. 
he is a French Canadian fingerstyle guitarist. And he's one of those guys you just watch him on YouTube and you're just like, actually, what the fuck? How? How? How is someone that good at guitar? How the hell have you ever? Where did you even begin like to write music like that? Seriously, what? Are you an alien? You're probably an alien. Um, and it's, but, but, but not only that, I mean, obviously, technically, it's super impressive. There's multiple layers going on. He's like commanding use of finger, his master finger style. You know, everything is perfect. His technique is just beautiful. But he also just knows how to write an incredible melody and song in terms of from songwriting structure, use of harmony. It's, he's really adventurous and it's just, he's so good. And he's a massive inspiration for me. And I think he would probably make perfect listening for when you're just chilling out eating yeah, yeah. maybe um, an outside choice but what's uh so how old is he is he slightly older or probably in his probably late 30s maybe early 40s i'm not sure okay Something. so he's not that old no no, no. anything uh, you could recommend for people to look out for i recommend if i mean you can always listen to him on streaming sites but he's they're, they're, they're worth he's worth going to youtube to watch because it's, he's one of those guitarists where like if you just listen to it you probably if you didn't know who he was assume there's a couple of instruments there but if you watch him play it it's just you know he does a lot of like tapping the body of the guitar slap harmonics and just really creative techniques um oh that's a good song what was his second name again antoine do four it's d-u-f O-U-R, and his probably the most impressive to watch is a song called These Moments. He does a lot of crazy techniques in that one. But there's a bunch of really, really nice songs by him. If you just put his name in on YouTube, I reckon the top three or four videos that come up would be must-watches, in, in, in my opinion. There you go. There you go, listeners. <laughs> top tip there from Ed. Alton Dufour. <laughs> Check him out if you like the fingerpick style. Yeah, I love it. I've tried to learn quite a few of his pieces and like kind of learned some of them a bit, but I can't. I mean, he's just like a master. So to get anywhere near his his ability demands hundreds to thousands of hours of, of practice. And we've got another deep. lockdown now, so <laughs> true. Crack on. <laughs> I don't know. I've got Geats Beats now, haven't I? So all my ah, yes. all my time is taken up. <laughs> <laughs> and you can barely you can barely explain how you do that. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I think I'm going insane sometimes when I'm trying to do that. So, you know, trying to learn Antoine Dufour's songs on top of that, I'd probably uh, finally lose it. So Wonderful. Okay. <laughs> well, you've polished off your burger yeah. uh, and your sausage rolls. It's time now to give a little bit of love to the local scene. Now, this could be a legendary band. It could be an established current band or an up-and-coming band from where you're from that you want to give some exposure to festival-wise. Now, you can't pick yourself, Ed. I know you wouldn't do that anyway. Mm-hmm. But who would you like to see, given some festival love? Ooh, from the mid, from the Midlands. Wow. From the old Midlands, yeah. I'm going to use my time machine again for this, mate. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to go Led, Led Zeppelin to play. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 Why not? Yeah. No, no, no other words needed, really. So we're going back to uh, pre-Bonham passing. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, the the original and best lineup. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I mean, you know, no words needed. Never got to see them play. Would absolutely love to see like Cashmere live or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. A incredible track and beat. It's just everything about it's just so epic. Yeah, Jimmy Page as well. I'd love to see him live. Zeppelin. Yeah. There's there's not much more to say than that, is there really? <laughs> 
let's face it. Yeah, and, and really a pride of the Midlands. Yeah, absolutely. He's a, he's a Wolves fan, isn't he, Plant? I'll, I'll forgive him that. Big Wolves fan. Oh, are you a, oh, remind me, are you, a, are you a Villa fan or a City fan? I'm a Villa fan, yeah. Villa fan, yeah, good, good, good. Me good, too. yeah. Good, because I would have ended the call if you were a City fan. <laughs> Not really. I don't really care that much, you know. I love, I love no, watching. No, no, my two best mates are blue noses, so it's, it's all good. It's fine. Okay. Okay, Ed. It's now time to get intimate. It's time Ooh. for the intimate set. There's a tent that holds about thirty people, so it's a bit of a squeeze. But who do you want to see up close and personal? I'm going to go for one of my favourite artists. He's a big influence, and he is called Bonobo. I guess maybe. Probably not the expected choice there because I think with an intimate tent you might think like maybe a an acoustic artist or so or a solo performer or something like that. But I just think a vibe he creates such wonderful music and spearheads it all. I've seen him before, but in much bigger venues. I'd love to see him up close because he's he's a maestro. He plays bass and guitar as well as cueing samples and, and building the track in Ableton. And then he has a bunch of kind of horns around him and clarinetists all sorts of other musicians. And I think that intimate would be just mad. I'd love to see that. He played mostly jazz festival, didn't he? He did. I remember rightly? Yeah. I was there. Did Were you? you? 2013, yeah. I think that was? Yeah, it was I was great. there. Was he on the Saturday night? He headlined one of the nights. I can't remember yeah, which one it was. I think it might have been, oh, was it Saturday? I can't remember. I might have missed him, though, to be honest. I think oh, I'd been no. there. F- I might have been there Friday and Saturday. I think he did the Saturday night. But I was, I was really tired. I was by there. I was there by myself, essentially. So I was like, "Ah, oh, you know what? I need to go to bed and come back for Noel Rogers the next day." <laughs> so I think I might have missed Bonobo out. Fair enough. Well, you know, I'm sure you'll be able to catch him another time. Hopefully, yeah. Anytime soon. I just think he's great. I love his combination of bass electronic music with with jazz instrumentation. Sometimes like symphonic, but mm. you know, getting different vocalists in with him, soulful vocalists. He's just. I just. I. I love that whole fusion of different styles genres and aesthetics i think it's i think it's great i think he's, i think he's awesome so yeah i think i need to yeah. go back and uh, rediscover him my favorite album is the north borders i think the north borders is great it's just got the in my opinion it's i really like the album before that as well black sands and that's the one that got me into him and then you can go further back and back and listen to his old virtual older stuff but that i just think the north borders i like, hit upon a really really nice it's like um it's very ambient and mellifluous like he kind of uses samples really nicely in that album and creates this almost like wintry kind of crystallized sort of vibe i don't know that's that's the best way i can think of really explaining oh, that's, it sounds good to me it's, it's really lovely it's it, i think it's a great album and the beats in the album are so good as well they're quite hard hitting in some of them and infectious so yeah it's, it's great love it great stuff okay it's now time for it's one of my favourites. Uh, it's my favourite question, actually. I think this is the full album performance. So, whose album would you like to hear played in its entirety? Yeah, I love. I love. I've had. There's a few albums that I've had really, really uh, good relationships with. Shall we say? Where I've just kept coming back. Okay, yeah. I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for Morning View by Incubus. I think I remember but, you talking about Incubus the first time I met you. Oh, really? Quite possibly. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, they were basically like. 50% of my entire listening throughout my teens. Yeah. I just lo- I just loved them so much like, and I still I still do and they still like their sound still finds its way into my songwriting now. Um, and vocally I'm kind of quite I, I think I'm quite influenced by Brandon Boyd the singer from 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 them. 
Mm. Um, I think that album, it's a beautiful, I think it's a beautiful album. I think it's like a timeless album. I love the way it's alt rock, but they fuse it with Eastern, almost Oriental style instrumentation. And it flows really nicely. It's got some really heavy stuff, but then some really chilled stuff. And uh, yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, probably that. I'd love to see them play that. You'll be a happy boy, right? For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Okay, well, Inky Busev uh, finished off their album, and you are in dreamland. But the, the sun is uh, about to go down. The party is about to really get going. Your headline is getting ready. But first, someone to get you warmed up, you and your guests. Who is going to warm up your crowd for your headliner? Now, you could go two ways. You could go kind of sun going down, a bit dusky, a bit mellow. Or you could just go, right, let's just get warmed up now, straight into the party mode. What, what do you think you're going to go for? I'd go more dusky and mellow. <gasps> really? I think you're yeah. the first person that's gone dusky and mellow. Come oh, on. I really am. Yeah, hit me with it. <laughs> I'd go for um, Electronica Duo Boards of Canada. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, which, which is a real weird one because they've only played live a handful of times through their career. Ah, I see. Very, like, an interesting, probably an interesting and unusual choice, I guess. But I'm being selfish and it's my choice, so whatever. You know. Yeah, absolutely. No, it. I, I like, <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. No, this is good. They they barely play live and they've got, you know, cult following and their music's incredible and it's a huge influence for me. Very ambient chilled but sometimes kind of dark which is nice ranges from the beautiful sort of euphoric to the dark and weird which is almost like offensive to listen to i can't even explain it it's like some of their <laughs> weird stuff you're just like what is this you know when you hear some uh electronic like aphex twin or yeah and it's just so strange yeah and yeah. they use samples like crackling sort of weird sounds and it's almost like unsettling but yeah you feel like your brain's melting slightly <laughs> yeah but it's like creative and, and you dig it because it's just so like out there. I'd love to, I'd love to see them live. I'd love to, you know, to, if that ever happens one day, then sign me up, you know, well, it's going to happen in this festival. So there you go. Exactly. Thank you, Ed, for that. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad you've booked the trend <laughs> and gone a bit dark and weird. <laughs> no worries. Okay. So Borders of Canada have done the stuff. Uh, it's their first gig in God knows how long. And you've caught it, so it's good. But now it's time for your headliner. Who is the main attraction and closing your show? Closing the show, main attraction. It's going to be Radiohead, Pete. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah, and they're going to play, they're going to play every track from every single one of their albums. Every <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to be there for hours. <laughs> hours and hours, whether you like it or not, you're going to hear Tom York's depressing drool. Um, it's not depressing um, yeah. not funny depressing uh, no I don't either I just I think they're a beautiful incredible band who have continually reinvented themselves and not always been my cup of tea depending on which album we talk about you know I think it's been to varying degrees of success when they've gone for a new sound but you know the fact that a band like that can release arguably the best album in rainbows sort of four is it four or five albums into their career that makes their fourth doesn't it? yeah that was was it pablo yeah. honey the ben's okay computer kid a so yeah maybe five five six was it and it was at six wow and then then the new the most recent one a moonshake pool which is just stunning like i think that's a beautiful album I, it actually is a contender for best album for me 
with uh, in rainbows i love them so much i love johnny greenwood as a guitarist everything about their approach to creating and innovating the band the, the stereotypical alternative melodic rock band sort of setup you know mm. pushing the boundaries with that and yeah uh, I don't find it stressful watching them necessarily, but I always find that when they play, it's so like on the edge of just completely falling apart and collapsing, <laughs> but they hold it together. It's like, you, it's like any one of them could fuck this up so badly with just a yeah. wrong note anywhere and the whole thing collapses, but they just, it just keeps you on tenter hooks. I find that's what I love about them. You're right. They have actually had a few, um, Pretty bad fuck-ups, haven't they? Apparently, throughout there. Oh, have they? Yeah, yeah, well, they've messed up Idiotech or something like that. You know, and Johnny Johnny got the timing wrong, and Johnny and Tom are out of time or some shit. And... Um... <laughs> but I kind of <laughs> like that. I just, yeah. you know, live music is, isn't is perfect. I think that's the, that's the interesting distinction, isn't it, between, but more so now, between recorded music and live music, the, the, the recorded studio track is is perfect it's as close to perfect as you can get you know you've 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 honed in every kind of frequency and sort of produced around it and made it this product that's like there you go look at me yeah. and then love it's 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 rough around the edges and, and you might mess something up or there's character to it and it's that's that's the beautiful distinction i think between the two so yeah. it's a it's a great answer uh and it's an epic answer, considering you want them to play every single song they've ever done. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. We might, we might not have the budget for that, Pete. I don't know. Then. We'll have to see what they say. Uh, it should be okay. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. I mean, you've got a time machine. They're going to want to go and travel in that, aren't they? Actually, yeah. I could just pay them and, you know, wherever you ever dreamt of going. It's like, Tom, to, Johnny, I'm, look, yeah, I've, I've got a time machine here. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> Phil, Phil, come on, man. <laughs> Wherever you want to go. Battle of Hastings, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. So the lights are going down on the stage. Someone mentions a little jam session happening around a campfire up the hill, and they've invited you to go along. And you can take your guitar if you want. Uh, I don't think you're going to have to take your loop pedals necessarily. You've got nowhere to plug them in. It's a lot to take, but you can take your guitar. Um, but when you get there, there's someone totally unexpected and they want you to have a little jam with them throughout the night. So who are you going to jam with around the campfire Ooh. to bring your festival to a close? Around the campfire. So it's totally unplugged then. Um, yeah. Nice. I know. I'm going to go for Rodrigo y Gabriela. Yeah. Great answer. They'd be class around the campfire. Wonderful answer. Yes. Love those guys. Although, I don't, actually, do you know what? <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to jam with them. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, actually. Can you keep up? It'd <laughs> be like that, like... <laughs> You're like, hang on a minute, what, what are you playing? Uh... Tapping a 4-4 four, four beat on the guitar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, keep your rhythm, guys, so you can... You, yeah. You carry. yeah, I've got you, I've got you, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Right, I'll probably try and sing with them, actually. I'll probably just try and sing some... Uh, some some freestyle riffing and uh, the basic Spanish that I've that I've gathered throughout my life. <laughs> yeah, probably get it wrong, but that'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. I need a few drinks. All right, like, uh, yeah. Por favor. Yeah, uh. <laughs> <laughs> claro. Sambuco. La música es bien. Yeah. 
Trenta Percenta. I don't know. <laughs> is that what I reference? I think it is, yeah. Reference, yes. <laughs> What's German for 30%? Trenta Percenta. Trenta Percenta. Oh my God, I love uh, that. Great, great answer. Right. Uh, and interestingly, um, for people that don't know, they used to be in a metal band, right? Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's how they... Um... Yeah, that's how I started, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and you can hear it when they're playing acoustic guitar. Like, uh, I can't remember that one song. It's like, it goes, do, 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 ding, 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 ding. Yes, oh, and it's I love such it. a great, like, it just works so well. Yeah, and you can dance to it as well. Yeah, if you wanted to. Yeah, because Gabriella's she's doing all the kind of flamenco, rascuado kind of playing, isn't she? And that's mm. very, very percussive. So there's a proper, there's a proper pulse and a beat going on. Um, and yeah, who who would have thought that acoustic metal flamenco would be so accessible? Yeah. It doesn't. Like, it's almost like everyone, anyone I show that, they're like, "Oh wow, this is great!" Yeah, I love yeah. this. Everyone yeah, yeah. loves it. I think that's pro- probably my favourite answer, Ed. Well done. Nice <laughs> Save the best till last. I love that answer. It's a great answer. <laughs> well, Ed, this has been one fabulous lineup. Uh, we've had a bit of Rage Against Machine. Jeff Buckley's made some appearances. Antoine Dufour, Led Zeppelin. Bonobo, Incubus, uh, Radiohead, lots of great stuff. It sounds like a fantastic, uh, fantastic festival. Are you pleased with it? Thanks, bro. Yeah, I'm really pleased. I'm th- you know, thanks for thanks for those great questions. I love the Dream Fest. It's thanks, great. man. Where can uh, people keep up to date with you? People can keep up to date with me on my social channels, all of which you can find at my website, which is edgeeter.co.uk. My surname is spelled G-E-A-T-E-R and will forever be misspelled because it's a weird surname, to be completely honest. So much so, that a lot, a lot of people thought it wasn't my real name. Did you, did you ever heard about that? No. Someone generally said, oh, have you come up with that because it sounds a bit like guitar? I've been asked that multiple times. That never even occurred to me. People have genuinely thought that I created a name <laughs> because it sounds a bit like guitar and I play a guitar. But it's a bit it's a bit sort of southern states of America, isn't it? It's a guitar. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Is that where it comes from? Well, it's probably a guitar. Yeah, yeah. guitar. Yeah. <laughs> do you know where where do you know where your name comes from? It is it's a, it's of English origin. Yeah. Um I think it's just very, very rare. Um mm. there are some there are some, <laughs> I've actually looked into it like there are some some sources say it potentially could have meant goat herder. So my ancestors probably, you know, herded goats. Herded, herded the odd goat. Yeah. Kept goats. Kept them. Probably made things. Maybe sheared them occasionally. That too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everything you can do with goats. So that's uh, that's my <laughs> my heritage. And now you're a fancy band manager. And and that yeah yeah they probably did that as well. It's, it's in my blood. And um, they probably made bands up. <laughs> that's a a perfect lineup of goats together for you. <laughs> They're just so perfect. Each goat complements the other, and they just they line up so well. And I really, I've never seen such a fantastic yeah. group of goats. Yeah, we've got Cedric over there for his milk. He's got great milk. Uh, yeah. We've got we've got Gertrude. John over there with his, with his. He's got a great beard. Love it. Philbert. <laughs> this is one one eyebrow slightly higher than the other. He looks very curious. The um, the the people's goat eyebrow. <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, well, Ed Gita, we oh, I don't know where we've got, I don't know where we've got that. But thank you very much. Uh, so you can go off in your uh, slightly oversized Rick and Morty spaceship and go and collect your guests. Thank you. 
I will embark upon my quest immediately <laughs> to create the best map of all time. <laughs> thanks, Ed. Cheers, Pete. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the privilege. Well, there we have it, Mr. Ed Geeter there, and we can add one or two more strings to his bow in Entrepreneur and Goat Herder. My thanks, uh, my sincere thanks go to Ed for giving me a whole load of his time. If you want to listen to his music, which you certainly should, you can go to all the usual places in Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Amazon, and Deezer. I don't know anyone who uses Deezer. There's also various uh, videos of him on his YouTube channel, including the brilliant Geets Beats, uh, Geets spelt with Zs, Geets Beats, because it's cool and that. Uh, it gives you a breakdown of uh, how he does what he does. Uh, they're less than five minutes long and well worth a watch. And uh, as this episode drops, Ed has two new remixes of his single Smile Vibrations from Itona and Visco City. Let's go and check those out now. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the show on the Brum Radio podcast channel. And if you haven't subscribed to the Patreon yet, then go to patreon.com slash dreamfestpod. It's just £2 per month and there's two podcasts per month. You'll get yourself a shout out on the show and you'll get extra chats and bonus questions with my guests. You'll also be helping us to make more and you'll get the exclusive on who the next guest is. And oh, it's a good one. The Patreons already know who it is, so be in the know. Patreon.com slash dreamfestpod. You can follow us on Twitter at DreamFestPod and on Facebook.com slash DreamFestPod. And leave us some of your suggestions for headliners uh, for your own festival. I don't mind. I think I'll enjoy reading those. So my thanks again to Ed, to Rich Farmer for the artwork, to Jane Powell for the music, to the Brum Radio podcast channel for hosting, and to you for listening. Thank you. So, until next time, please remember, if you book them, they will come. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.